Hello, friends. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and we're glad that you're with us today. We are blessed that you are with us today. God has blessed us with an online congregation, and we're not taking you away from your church or the support of your church or the instructions of your pastor. We just want to fill in a place in your life for your devotional uh, good, your blessing from the Lord as we study the Word of God. I just want to be a blessing to you, amen, today. And I believe and I know that God's Word is going to be a blessing to you, amen, because He said it would prosper in the thing whereto He sent it. And I believe that He is sending it to you today via and by the way of the World Wide Web. So wherever in the world you are hearing this broadcast, wherever in the United States of America, we are glad that you have come here today. And if you're a brand new uh, uh, guest, we welcome you. And if you don't know the Lord, I pray that you will stay tuned. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, because many people who don't know Christ that are considering accepting Christ as their Savior, one of the things that holds some people back is they say, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm not going to start going to church and profess Christ if because I know that I can't live the Christian life. Friend of mine, I'm going to be very honest with you. I cannot live the Christian life either. That may come as a shock to you. I've been a pastor evangelist for 46 years and counting. I'm getting ready. We are getting ready to celebrate our 57th wedding anniversary. Praise God. God has been good to us, but it is grace and it is the supernatural changes that he makes in your heart and life and the supernatural power that he makes available to you to live the life. I'm not talking about sinless perfection, but I'm talking about a perfect grace and a perfect love wherewith Christ loves you. He changes you from the inside out. You don't have to try to change yourself from the outside in. So I want you to stay tuned as we deal with the subject, enduring what we can't escape. Temptation, enduring what we can't escape. And I'm talking about the subject of temptation today. Amen. Uh, we're all tempted. Everyone, no Christian will ever come to a place of spiritual maturity or a place of, of super spirituality where we are not subject to the test and the weakness of our flesh and, and really the, 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 the wiles of the enemy that's against us setting traps for us. But as we grow in the Lord, we will be able to endure what we cannot escape and overcome. Praise God. When I said I can't live the Christian life, it doesn't mean I'm not living it. It means that I'm living it by the grace of God, the strength that God gives, the changes that the Holy Spirit makes within us when we come to know Christ as our Lord and our Savior. Repenting of our sin and receiving Him begins the change and makes available to the believer all of the resources we need to live in a faulty body 
in a fallen world with a formidable foe, the enemy, the devil, and yet live this life effectively and even victoriously for the glory and the honor of God. Hallelujah. So we're going to be talking about enduring what we can't escape, temptation. And I'm going to read our foundational scripture from 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. It said, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. Before the scripture says anything about us being faithful in and of ourselves, it tells us to focus on the one who says, no matter what, I am going to love you. I'm going to make myself available to you. In fact, Jesus said, (laughs) I'm going to send you another comforter and he'll be with you and in you and he'll abide with you forever. God is faithful. Amen. He has sent the Holy Spirit. Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us. People that are perfect, dear friend, don't need an intercessor. We got it made in a shade with lemonade. Listen, it's not that simple. All of us need an advocate with the Father, not just before we come to Christ so that we can come to Him, but after we come to Christ so that we can live effectively, successfully, and victoriously for Him. Praise God. No temptation is taking you, but such is as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you or which means to allow, I will not suffer you to be tempted above that, that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape, that you might be able to bear it. That's why we we know we can't escape this. The escape that it's talking about here is not being in some protected bubble, <laughs> you know, where no temptation can can touch us in any sense or way. Some super state of sanctification. There is no super state of sanctification. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I sanctify myself daily. There's no one-time event except positionally through the blood of Christ, but personally and practically we have to we have to endure what we cannot escape and god is faithful who will give us everything we need to escape the intended result of temptation and there's many attended re- results that the enemy wants to achieve but if we endure we can overcome what we cannot escape. Praise God. I want to read this from the Amplified. It said, God is faithful to His Word and to His compassionate nature, and He can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. Oh, when it says your ability, your strength, you know what the Apostle Paul said? He said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. He's talking about something above 
and beyond anything that our good intentions, our best resolve can achieve. It's talking about the power of an and person of the Holy Spirit that that well Jesus put it this way, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Amen. But I'm going to read that again. But God is faithful to His Word and to His compassionate nature. And He can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried beyond your ability. Now, remember this. When you become a Christian, your ability is not limited <laughs> to your ability. <laughs> your ability is now based on the power and presence of God in your life. See, if you come to Jesus today and you've never met Him, or, and, and, and you get saved today, and you're concerned that you won't be able to overcome all of those habits, all of those chains. I like the song that's out right now. If you've got chains, He's a chain breaker. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. Praise God. God can heal and God can deliver and God can set free. And not only can he, but he will do it for you and he will do it for me. You may be a Christian today and, and you've been carrying some weakness that you've never been able to conquer. Listen, I want you to listen carefully. God is faithful to His Word, and to His compassionate nature. And He can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried beyond your ability. Now again, I just have to stop. Your ability now involves all that He grants you and gives you in Christ. The grace, the sufficiency of His grace, the unfathomable uh, uh, measure of His power that is to usward who believe. In fact, the Apostle Paul said, I want you to know, I prayed to the Father that He would grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That you might know the power to usward which believe, which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. He's saying He's given you sufficient grace. He's given you sufficient power to overcome all the power of the enemy and all of the weakness of your flesh in the sense that when you falter, when you falter in your faith and in your faithfulness, you need to focus on God's faithfulness toward you. Praise God so that you can get up and so that you can go on and so that you can overcome. It goes on to say in the Amplified, but with the temptation, He will always provide the way out the means of escape, uh, a landing place, literally one translator said, that you might be capable and strong and powerful patiently to bear up under it. See, when I see escape, I see getting away from it, it not bothering me anymore, overcoming by not having to endure it, but in the context here, he said, you can't escape temptation, but you can endure temptation. And it's in the enduring that we overcome. The escape is that instead of continually giving in, constantly being overcome, we become overcomers in Jesus Christ. First principle in this scripture here, 
Temptation is common to man. No temptation hath taken you, but such is common to man. You see, we live in a faulty body, and we live in a fallen world. And in in every one of us, there's a propensity to give in to temptation. No person, no person, I want to emphasize that, is above or beyond temptation. Someone has said accurately, being tempted does not prove that you are evil. It proves that you are human. I'm going to say that again today. It doesn't prove that you are evil. It proves that you are human. And the evil one, Satan, appeals to this this propensity within us. You know, and we'll get to that further in this teaching. But the Bible said that 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 blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he will receive the crown of life. It, in the book of James, it goes on to say, and we'll read that directly, but it goes on to say, and I want to get it up front and out front in this teaching right now, amen, that no, no temptation, uh, no temptation is taking you here. It says, but it's common to man. And James said that, that ev- God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man, but every man is tempted when he's led away of his own lust. Oh, friend of mine, lust conceived bringeth forth sin, and sin finished bringeth forth death. But blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he will receive the crown of life. We will, we can, and we will overcome because of what God has provided, because of his faithfulness to you, to me, to anyone who looks to Him. Let me make a statement here about temptation before I get ahead of myself too much. Temptation divides the world into two classes, those who fail and go under them, and those who meet them successfully and gain strength of character through overcoming them. To the one class, they are stumbling blocks. To the other, they are stepping stones. To the one, they are hindrances. To the other, they are helps. It is not whether or not we are tempted. It's how we respond that counts. And now we can, we can, let me give you a statement from J. Wilbur Chapman. I like what he said about temptation. He said, temptation is the tempter looking through the keyhole into the room where you are living. Sin is your drawing back the bolt, making it possible for him to enter. You see, the scripture says, give no place to the devil. Now, the devil made me do it years and years ago was a sitcom uh, where where every time something went wrong, uh, <laughs> Flip Wilson would say, the devil made me do it. The devil cannot make you do anything, but he can appeal to that that part of us that has the propensity to sin in effect our flesh. And you have to pull back the bolt. You have to open the door. We have to give in instead of enduring that, 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 that temptation. We just give in to it. 
and therefore we cannot escape it. We can't escape being tempted, but we can escape the intended result. We do not have to sin. I've heard this over and over again. We do not have to sin every single day. I'm not talking about sinless perfection. I'm talking about living and working out our salvation, not working for it, but letting it, letting what God began in us begin to manifest through us. He that's began a good work in you will complete it until the day or perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. He won't quit working. It's a great Christian song out now that said God is working. God, God won't stop working even when you don't feel it, even when you don't see it. God is working, and it's God that worketh in you, the Scriptures declare, both to will and to do. You see, He doesn't just reveal His will that we might surrender to it and, and, and begin to want to do it. He reveals His will and gives us the power to do it. Praise God! We'll always have to contend with our flesh. And there will be times when we need to repent when we fall down, we have to. We need to get up and go on, not lay down and quit. Praise God. Now we can go to James chapter 1 and verse 12. Blessed is the man that endures temptation. Remember our subject, enduring what we can't escape. Blessed is the man that endures temptation. For when, not if, but when he is tried... He shall receive the crown of life which the Lord promised to them that love him, that love him. I remember uh, a statement by Dr. Albert Schweitzer. He was playing host to several European visitors at the hospital in French Equatorial Africa. One of them said, the heat is unbearable, one visitor moaned. What's the temperature? I don't know, said Schweitzer. We don't have a thermometer. No thermometer? No, replied the doctor. If I knew how hot it was, I don't think I'd be able to endure it either. <laughs> Amen. Friend of mine, I want you to know no matter how hot it gets, how heated the battle that you are in between the, the culture and the kingdom of God and, and between the enemy and your own weak flesh. I want you to know that God is faithful. Hallelujah. He will not fail to pick you up if you have fallen down, to keep you up if you're already standing up. But listen, it's when we lose focus on Him and His faithfulness that we become unfaithful to Him. We have to focus on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the Scripture said, who is the author and the finisher, the Alpha and the Omega of our faith. Temptation in the Old Testament, or the specific verb indicating the act of tempting, is, is from a root word that is found in 1 Samuel 17.39. The word is used for the proving or testing of armor. Said in David, girded his sword upon his armor, and he attempted to go, for he had, he attempted to go, for he had not 
proved it. And he said, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. Amen. Listen, when Saul offered David his armor, he put it on, but it didn't fit. He couldn't use anything of the natural. He needed something of the supernatural. As logical as it seemed to be to just use the king's armor, you're fighting uh, for Israel. You're fighting for God and country, king and country. Put on the king's armor and march out there with the, with the mighty armor of Saul. No, it wasn't Saul's armor that slayed the lion or the bear. When David was keeping the sheep, it was it, he recognized after that horn of oil was poured over him and God an, appointed him and anointed him to be king, that there was a supernatural presence upon his life. Praise God. So, so this, this word for testing armor, you're going to be tested, but the armor of God that he has provided for you and me is going to cause us to be able to stand our ground, having done all or having overcome all, Ephesians 6.10 and begin reading about the armor, having done all, having overcome all, <laughs> hallelujah, stand Stand therefore, praise God, amen. I believe we're going to see Christians that have fallen down get up. I believe we're going to see people who think they can't live for God come to God and trust Him to give them what they do not have in themselves. You know, God has a very low expectation of you apart from Him. <laughs> and somebody in this listening audience holler out, how low, amen. Well, I'm glad you asked. Because Jesus said in John 15, I'm the vine and you're the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Without what he provides through his sacrifice on the cross and what that sacrifice allows God to grant you through grace and mercy, there's no one that could stand. Hallelujah. But thank God. We are not apart from Him. When you come to Him as your Savior, repenting of your sin, hallelujah, we are grafted in to the true vine. We are part and parcel of Him, and He becomes part and parcel of us. We become bone of His bone spiritually. Praise God. This is incredible, incredible, that He might become part of us and we might become part of Him. So temptation proves the sufficiency of God's grace, and temptation proves the faithfulness of God. It does not, in effect, weaken us. It only reveals our weaknesses. James 1, verse 12, once again, Blessed is the man that endures temptation. The verb that is used here, rendered endures, is akin to the noun in verse 3 of James 1. The trying of your faith worketh patience in verse 4. Let patience have her perfect work. Endures temptation could be better understood who perseveres under trial. Who perseveres under trial. The thought expressed is overcoming by standing true to God. 
the way of escape, not by never being tempted nor ceasing to be tempted, but escaping the bondage to continually give in. Hallelujah. God is our help, our ally in this battle against our own weaknesses and against the enemy of our soul. God is faithful. And the word here is pistos, and it, it's about fidelity, and it means certain. And to be believed, observant of, and steadfast to one's trust, word or promises. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, God has promised not to leave us nor forsake us. He offers His help, His compassion, His understanding, and then His grace and power to overcome. Hebrews 2 and verse 18 says, For in that he himself suffered being tempted. What? Jesus was very God, but he was also very man. Very, very spirit and very, very human. For in that he himself suffered being tempted. You know, that's in the scripture where he went up into the wilderness and to be tempted and tested and proven in that he himself suffered being tempted, he is able to succor. That's an old, old English word, rightfully translated, S-U-C-C-O-R. He's able to succor them that are tempted. And it means to give aid, to bring help, to relieve. In the Amplified, it said he is able to immediately run to the cry of those being tested and tempted. Instead of running from God out of shame or guilt, we need to run to God. God will respond to our cry. When a mother hears the cry of help from her child, she runs to give aid. There's no doubt, no reason not to expect God's deliverance. Praise God. When, that, when the scripture says God is faithful, His faithfulness should give us boldness in this battle. Hebrews 4 verse 15 said, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our own infirmities, our weaknesses, our fallacies, listen, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. That means confidently and courageously, amen, that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Friend, run to God, not from God. If we run to Him, He will run to us. He will help us. He will deliver us from temptation. That is, give us sufficient grace and strength to endure, therefore defeating its intent to bring sin and death. You see, we cannot always avoid temptation by running away from it, and but we can minimize it by not making unwise decisions. But ultimately, we must run to God. Don't go into places where you know you're going to be tempted. Don't, don't, Click on something on the internet where you know you're going to be tempted. 
Don't put something on the television where you know you're going to be tempted. Evil communications corrupt good manners, the scripture said. It means evil associations corrupt good morals. You've got to begin to run with a different crowd. You know, birds of a feather do, in fact, flock together. That's why you need strong Christian fellowship. Church is not just to sit in the pew and listen to the preacher. It's to get involved in ministering to one another, building up one another, bearing one another's burdens, praise God, encouraging one another in right living. That's part of exhorting. Forsake not the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is. But much more when you see that day approaching. Listen, the coming of the Lord is near, friend. It's closer than it's ever been. The coming of the Lord one day will be at hand. And in the meantime, we've got a race to run, a race to finish. And we need the encouragement and instruction and help from God and one another. And God wants us to be a body that is building itself up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Encouraging one another, instructing one another in righteousness, and strongly encouraging in right living. So I want to encourage you, if you're out of church and out of God's house, get back under the Word of God through a good Bible teacher. Get back in Christian fellowship with some people that really love God and and want to serve Him effectively. And be encouraged in your faith. Don't ever run from the one that died for you on the cross. Don't ever run from the one that gave His Son for you. Don't ever run from the one that gave His life for you on Calvary. Run to Him. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, He has no expectations of you in and of yourself. This salvation works from the inside out, not the outside in. Come just as you are, just as I am, without one plea but that thy blood was shed for me. O Lamb of God, I come. Come to Jesus today. Repent of your sin. Receive Him as your Savior. He'll take out the heart of stone. He'll replace it with the heart of flesh and write His law upon the tables of your heart. (laughs) And the struggle will begin between flesh and spirit. That's a good war. It proves the change has come. And Jesus will help you to overcome. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. 